Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. So I'm super excited today because we have another lovely guest here. Her name is Carrie Roberts, and she is a full-time physical therapist and freelance makeup artist. She has been able to start and maintain a profitable side business alongside her full-time job for almost seven years. She loves to help other women with full-time jobs start and grow their businesses. She also teaches her clients time management skills so that they can have the time and energy they need for both their day job and their business. Today, we're going to be talking about being a perpetual side hustler and how to create a schedule so you can operate from a place of ease and still have time and energy for what matters the most. How are you doing today, Carrie? Good, Kay. How are you? I'm good. Y'all, I have gotten her name wrong so many times. She spells Carrie, K-A-R-I, and to me, it looks like Kari, and so she had to actually write a note in here for me so that I remembered how to pronounce her name, (laughs) and she wrote Carrie Bradshaw for me because I was just not having it. (laughs) Yes, Carrie Bradshaw, Carrie Washington, Carrie the movie, just... Because I've just been struggling with these four little letters. (laughs) It's the K that throws people off. And um, a side note, there's, I believe, 13, it's three different generations, but like 13 people in my family have names that start with a K. So I just, you know, my parents just had me fall in line with everybody else. That's so cool, though. Like, that's an interesting fact about you. Before the Kardashians. So, you know. We really did. I love it. I love it. Well, since we're talking about that and learning a little bit more about you, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your story. Okay, so my name is Carrie Roberts. I grew up in Western New York, up in cold country. I moved to Atlanta about 15 years ago after I got my doctorate degree in physical therapy. And um, when the economy and everything shifted, I just happened to be feeling like I needed a creative outlet. And that's when I looked into becoming a freelance makeup artist. And that was just what I needed to get through that economic issue that my husband and I went through. And um, that I was able to work with that and make it very successful. And as I was getting success with the makeup business, I started to have other makeup artists and other creatives reach out to me and ask me, how do you do this with a side, a full-time job? Or how do, you, how do you have a side hustle and get respect? Because I go to different networking events and people, you know, kind of poo-poo you when you say side hustle. So the helper in me decided, well, why don't I look into business coaching so I can help other creatives do what I do currently? Yes, I love that. I love it. So you started out as a physical therapist, as you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's your day job. You have your degree in that. And yes. then that hustle, you decided to do makeup. So what made you decide to go into makeup of all the like side hustles that you can pick? Why'd you pick makeup? That's a good question. Um, I was a late bloomer. I uh, Going way, way back, my mom was a, a Mary Kay lady, so I used to play in her old makeup, me and my sister. <laughs> but um, I, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup in high school and stuff like that. And then I just was over it. And when I was getting married, I started to look into it. And I was like, I'm not going to pay anybody to do my makeup for my wedding. I can figure it out myself. And then, you know, parties come up and friends ask you to do your makeup for a party. And then they're getting engaged and then ask me to do makeup for that. And I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial drive. And so when friends started asking me to do this, I'm like, I think I can get trained 
and work on this and like charge actually money for this. Love that. I love that. That's so interesting. Like, I like how I just started off with your mom and playing in her makeup to you made it a whole business. That's super cool. So I know that you still work your nine to five. You're still a physical therapist. So what made you decide, because you're, you've been doing this for seven years, what made you decide to be a perpetual side hustler? Like, why didn't you decide to go full time? Well, I really, I thought I wanted to be um, a full-time makeup artist because it brings me so much joy and it's so, it uses just totally different skill set. I'm thinking totally different when I'm doing makeup up compared to when I'm doing physical therapy and so I kind of was drinking the Kool-Aid like what's going on in the online community like leave your full-time job make six figures and I'm like okay I want to do that and I'm trying to go through the process but as I was working towards that it became the makeup became more like work and it was not as much fun and I found myself taking clients that I may not have taken normally because I was trying to get to a certain income because I was thinking I wanted to quit my job. And then when I was seeing clients for physical therapy, it would make me sad because it's like, I love being a physical therapist. I really like to help people and I didn't want to feel like I had to do one or the other. So sometimes I call myself a serial helper because with makeup, I can help people feel beautiful and wonderful for their special occasions. And then for physical therapy, I can help clients get over their physical ailments um, in their life. So I just, I was doing it because I felt like I had to. And then once I started thinking like, this is your business, this is your life, do what feels right. Then I was like, being doing both is what feels the best for me. I love that you're doing what feels good to you. And um, I was just sitting here writing notes because I didn't want to forget this because I'm so good at forgetting things, guys. Um, but I was going to forget. But I love how you said, um, you know, or highlighted the, the fact that people in this online space, especially now, are telling people, like, if you're serious about your business, you need to quit your day job. That's mm -hmm. like, to me, that's not good advice. Um, like, it just doesn't make any sense, especially if you actually like you, like you, you like your day job, like you like being able to help and serve people in that way that you had all this training in, you mm -hmm. know you have to stop doing that to do something else. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And it's so funny because when I talk about what I do in my business, you know, I always give the caveat of I'll help you leave your five, your, your nine to five, if you want to. Because right. Don't like some people don't want to leave their, their nine to five. And I love that you bring that perspective of, Hey, I've been side hustling quote unquote, but I've had a business really for seven years alongside of my day job. And that's totally fine. Right. So, do you find that or do you feel like because you still have your nine to five that like you you're hitting a limit, you know, as far as your business, like you maybe you can't talk on, take on as many clients or like, do you feel maybe unfulfilled in your business in a certain sense because you still have your your nine to five? From a client perspective, I don't feel limited at all because I really like doing special occasions and weddings. And most special occasions happen in the evenings and the weekends and weddings mostly on the weekends. Um, and when I have one thing about me being a physical therapist for almost 15 years, you know, you get that little raise every couple of years. So I was making enough income so I could afford to pull down to 32 hours a week. So I worked four days a week. So that frees up a day during the week where I can, I have a little bit of flexibility. So if someone does want to have a Friday wedding or even now, you know, some people want Thursday weddings, I have that flexibility in my full-time job so that I can still care for those clients. But 
from a growth perspective as far as meeting with other vendors because especially in the wedding industry it's all about who you know you know a makeup artist is not booked first it's the it's the wedding planner it's the photographer it's the venue so it's harder to get in front of vend um, venues and it's hard to get in front of wedding planners because they're working on the weekends or they're taking it off so that's where i found a little bit of a struggle and then um there are a lot of side hustling photographers so that didn't um, impede me as much, but networking as a whole, it was a problem. And so I just, I'm really type A <laughs> and I'm very analytical because it's the therapist in me. And so about two years ago, I was just like, you know, more income is coming from networking and from referrals. So if I'm going to grow this, I can, if I can take a little time out to network, then I can probably pull some money back from the marketing. And so, you know, the rising tide society is everywhere. So I just made a goal to try to go to at least um, one every other month or six in a year. And that when I do go to network, network with purpose. And I'm not like seeking a specific person out, but I'm like, I'm going to come here and I'm going to have a good conversation, a good connection with at least one person. And I mean, honestly, I've gotten away from it now, but when I was doing that, it did allow me to start to meet new people and it did become another revenue source of, of referrals so um that was how i kind of overcame that time management struggle and to be honest i just started being real like before i used to think oh i don't want people to know i'm a side hustler but once i started putting being my real self and putting on my website I'm a physical therapist and a makeup artist. Um, and then it's like, why are you only available in the evenings for calls? Because I work a full-time job and I will not give every single weekend to this business. And when I started being upfront with clients and upfront with other vendors, you know, if they liked me, they were going to work with my schedule. And then if I, if I wasn't that impactful, then they were going to move on and that was going to be okay. Um, so you said a couple of things that I really liked about that. Um, first off, talking about the referrals. Um, I think so often in this, in this space that we're in, everybody only wants to uh, do it all on online. Like, oh, I'm only going to get clients on social media. And while you can totally do that, referrals are another powerful source. So I always teach people basically what you're doing. Like, yeah, you know, you can network. You can network on social media, but you need uh -huh. to have some kind of connection to get those referrals because that's where you're, that's where a lot of your business is going to come from. It's going to come from other people talking about what you do and how good you are at it to want to work with you. And then the other thing that I really loved is um, when you go to these events and, and how you network. So it's not about going to the event. Like you said, net, you're networking with purpose. You're going with intention. And so um, I love how your goal is just to have a conversation, a meaningful conversation with one person. Yeah, you know, I don't need to give my business card to everybody in the room because guess what? It's going to go in the trash because I don't even carry business cards because I know I throw, I, like, I don't want my card to be thrown in the trash and I know I throw people's cards in the trash. Right. So, you know, like, but instead take the other approach of having one meaningful conversation with one person um, that will go, that, that speaks volumes. That will go miles for you versus trying to give your card to everybody. So that was a really good, um, a really good tip to use when you're, when we're going to, because I think. I know for me, I used to get so overwhelmed going to events because it's all these right. people and you feel like you have to talk to everybody, but that's not true. You know, right. because if you talk to everybody, you're not going to really have that deep connection that you would if you talked to one. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, was good. that was gold right there. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that changed things for me. And, and, I, and, and also you talking about how you didn't pressure yourself to go to a networking event every month. You know, like 
you have a goal for the year and that's what you go to. So that's six people, but those six people can refer you to so many people. Like that's a wedding season. That's a wedding mm-hmm. season. Yeah. You know, and I'm right. sure the artists like that's a wedding season for you. So mm-hmm. that's huge. <laughs> that was huge. That was, that was really big. So, um, so how, um, because you're doing both, Perpetual Side Hustler. Mm-hmm. I love that name, by the way, Perpetual Side Hustler. I, I love that. <laughs> That's really awesome. How do you um, find balance? Like, I know now you're, you're working, uh, I think you said four days a week, but mm-hmm. how were you finding balance when you were working maybe five days a week? Like, how did you find balance with your, your day job and then side hustling, but then also your family? How, how right. You right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was working... Well, even when I was working 40 hours a week, I, when I first got out of school, I was working, um, I don't know, I think it was nine hour days, Monday through Friday and Monday through Thursday and a half a day on Friday. I was doing outpatient therapy. And then um, when my situation changed and I worked, I was doing outpatient hospital based. I was, I was able to ask my boss. It took a couple of years. That was actually before I was side hustling. And I asked him if I could work a half a day on Friday, you know, fitting on my schedule. So part of being a good side hustler, I will say, is thinking about your full-time job as your number one investor. So if you, you know, people go on Shark Tank and they want people to invest in them, you want to impress them. You want to show them that you know what you're talking about. And so that's my approach with my full-time job. I'm not going to let my full-time job interfere with the other things I want to do with my life because there's a lot of things I want to do with this life and I don't want one to interfere with the other. So making sure I'm getting to work on time, making sure I'm doing my job, making sure I'm not side hustling during work hours, which makes me unproductive at work. So when I'm at work, I'm trying to be a very good employee, trying to get my notes done, trying to keep my patients happy, trying to keep my boss happy so that when I come to you and say, hey, can I work four nine hour days and a half a day on Friday, give me a try for a month and I bet you I can keep my, my schedule where it needs to be then I've never run into a situation where they said no because the proof was in the pudding for my work ethic from the beginning. But before, when I was still working um, on Fridays, I just was working, like nine o'clock was kind of my, my time. So that gives me time to get home from work, sit around and do nothing. My husband and I don't have children, play with the dogs, fool around with him, cook, not cook, do whatever I want to do. And then nine o'clock is kind of like a wind down time as far as my husband is concerned. And then that's what I could hit the ground running on the computer, do my research, um, pop into Facebook groups, write a blog post, research a blog post, research who I want to network with. And that was kind of happening between like nine to 11. And I was trying to be in bed before midnight. And that was what I was doing um, to be productive. Now, I will say with my full-time job as a physical therapist, when I was doing outpatient, you have a new patient coming like every 30 minutes. So that makes you be efficient with your time because I need to make sure that this person is getting what they need because they're paying a copay. And then this person feels like they're getting what they need, even though they're both coming at the same time. So I use those time management skills for my job to help me be efficient with my side business. And so that's what I would encourage other perpetual side hustlers. Take the strengths you or the lessons you learn from your full-time job and incorporate it into your side hustle. I mean, if you've got the skills, go ahead and let them work to your advantage. 
Yes, yes. I couldn't agree more. And I love how you said your nine to five is your number one investor. And uh, I like how you just show up completely at work. Like it's no trying to sneak in and do, you know, your business or whatever. Like, no, when I'm at work, I'm at work. Because when you ask for something, there's no reason not to give it to you. Like you said, uh-huh. the in the pudding because you've you've shown up, you've, you've been a model employee or whatever. And so now your nine to five is your number one investor. And, you know, I tell people that all the time. Like, People that I like, they knowingly want to leave their nine to five. I always tell them, you know, work your nine to five, keep doing things, you know, and you can leave it when your nine to five becomes the side hustle, you know, but like, don't, don't prematurely leave your nine to five or don't, you know, start slipping on your nine to five or doing business at work when like, that's just not the way to do things, you know, and and it kind of puts it back to people's mouth, you know? So right. um, have you ever done, like, this is a side question, but have you ever done okay. for one of your like maybe uh, patients or clients or people that you work with? I've definitely done makeup for coworkers. Um, okay. Clients, I don't, I don't, I've been referred, but I have not, um, I don't do anything with clients while they're still clients okay. just to keep it um, the whole, it's not HIPAA, it's just kind of, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, like ethical? It's not ethical. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of not ethical. So, you know, the day that they're done with therapy, sometimes they do follow me on Facebook and um, and things like that. I've been referred, I've been asked questions, but I've never actually, I don't think I've booked a client. I have definitely booked coworkers though, for sure. So how does it feel when like your coworkers follow you or, cause you know, I know a lot of people are nervous about like their, their boss finding out or like their coworkers finding out or, you know, in your case, like your clients finding out. So like, how do you balance that? Or like, how do you feel about them following you? Well, um, okay. So as far as clients, as long as they're not my patient anymore, then they can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But as far as coworkers, um, at first, when I first started, I just felt like I had to be like, I just was trying to keep it compartmentalized. Like I didn't want makeup people to know I was a physical therapist. I didn't want physical therapists to my physical therapy life to know I did makeup. And then when I went through this whole growth and everything, I realized like I'm one Carrie. So when I do have coworkers that follow me or, you know, I have a YouTube channel that I, I don't grow anymore, but I was trying to put videos out. Um, people said, oh my goodness, I didn't know you had YouTube. You didn't tell me. And now I just feel like I'm a multifaceted um, individual. And so if you find out I have a YouTube channel for makeup, that's, that's me. If you find out I have a coaching business for creatives, that's me also. If you find out that I'm a physical therapist, it's all me. I'm a wife. I'm, um, I have two dogs. I have family all over the world. That's just who I am. So it's just another part of me. I don't hide one from the other. Now, as far as clients are concerned, you know, I might do a wedding and clients, because they do... I work with um, the elderly in their homes now, so it's a, they get really attached. And so sometimes they'll say, well, what did you do over the weekend? Or what do you do with your time? Then sometimes I will say, well, I, um, I do makeup for people for their special occasions. And I just leave it at that. And if they want to ask more questions, they can. But um, I, don't, I don't shy away from it like I used to. What was the work you did? I heard you, you had said now, like not anymore. What was the work that you had to do to overcome, uh, you know, your, your coworkers and stuff seeing like your YouTube channel? So that was, okay. I think that was like four years ago. I was about three years in. So I, I had a mentor for makeup. I felt like she was a great business mentor, but I felt like I was 
honestly, I felt like I was not a great makeup artist. So <laughs> I found another makeup artist mentor and I was like, oh, I'm growing. I don't like the term beat face, but I was like, I am painting these faces. I'm getting better. And I, um, I just was trying to be someone I wasn't. And it was the, actually the first time I invested in a real business coach. That was when I, I was in a program that was like six months and it taught me how to have structure in my business, the importance of contracts, um, the importance of networking, the importance of having, this is crazy. I was in business for three years. I, did, I never even knew what an automation was. I didn't have an email list. I didn't, I don't know if I had, did I have a Facebook page? I had an Instagram. And I learned all of those things. And I was like, oh my goodness, now I have a real business. Then I didn't care if anybody, if people knew one versus the other, because I was like, I'm putting in this work. I'm growing a business. And it's funny. I joke with my husband. He's like, are you working on your business again? I'm like, boo, I am growing an empire. You just don't know. I'm yes. growing an empire. <laughs> uh, so you were just mentioning actually about uh, like, the automation and like uh, blog posts and stuff like that. And so, you know, as entrepreneurs, we know we have to create content in some way. Like if you, you have a YouTube channel, you had your, you, you have your blog, your Instagram, stuff like that. How have you been able to balance like creating consistent content with having your day job? Like you have your day job, you have your side hustle, you have content creation, and then you also have to like actually go and paint these faces. How are you balancing like the content creation portion of it? So with the makeup, I went, cause I, my business would always kind of die down around the holidays and then I would get a lot of increase like February, March, but then I wouldn't really be doing makeup until like March, April. So I would use the fall to work on like, as you know, they say working on your business, working on the growth of it. Like, what's my, am I going to have a new offer? Am I changing my prices? And then what am I doing for content creation as far as writing blogs? When I, when I was busier, when I have that busy season with um, actually doing makeup, then most of my content as far as blogs are concerned is just behind the scenes of that thing behind the scenes of that wedding. So sometimes it'd be like, oh, this is the picture from the trial, or this, these are my pictures from the wedding. And then in two weeks, these are the pictures from the professional photographer. Okay, so like my blogs would be related to the work that I was doing when I was busier. So it would be, oh, I'm prepping for, this is how I prep for a special occasion. This is how I prep for a wedding. And then it's like, oh, these are the pictures I took at the wedding would be another, um, blog posts. And then, you know, six weeks later, when I get pictures from the photographer, here are the professional pictures from the wedding. So I just tried to learn instead of like doing one big blog post, which I did in the past, I would start like piecemealing it. And, um, that worked out good. And then when it was not the busy time where I wasn't painting as many faces, then it's like, I will keep kind of like a little tab of like someone asked me about, how often you should watch your, wash your brushes or how often should you throw away mascara? So then that was, I would call it charisma tips. Like, okay, here's how often you should wash your brushes. This is why you should wash your brushes would be another post. This is what you should use to wash your brushes would be another post. This is how you, so I would just kind of, I would just kind of spread it out. And my mentality as far as the blog is concerned, I don't really think a lot of people were reading my blog but it shows that I was credible, I was showing up, and it helps with the SEO and the activity of your website. So that was my mind behind making sure that I would do it. 
Instagram has always been kind of easy for me because Instagram is visual and I always just show before and afters. Um, so that, and then it's like, if, so if I, I always take someone head on, I take a picture of them head on, I take a picture of them looking down and I take a picture of them looking to their right. That's just my thing. So if the right picture, the looking to the right turned out really well, then there would be a, um, a before and after of her looking face forward, a before and after with her looking to the side, a before and after with her looking down. And I never did more than one post a day. So then I, I could kind of like stretch out the, um, the content. And then now with my Instagram, since I'm focusing more on my coaching business, now I'm posting on Instagram for makeup like three days a week. So that's enough for me to feel like it's current. I pop in there, but um, I've got a lot of content on my blog and stuff. So I'm not really, not really worried about it that much. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I love creating like micro content. Like you have your, like you were saying, this is the wedding, you know, but here are like all the many different scenes of the wedding so that you can have content that lasts you over a longer period of time. Um, right. I am the hugest advocate of micro content. It's just like ridiculous. So I love that you do the similar thing. Um, and you were just talking about your, um, that now you're moving into coaching. Um, I know you have something coming up in a, a couple of weeks. So tell us about your coaching program. So I am launching my um, beta. It's a beta launch for my group coaching program and it's called Thrive to Freedom. So helping women just be free of um, doing it like everybody else, free of having the stress of leaving their job, freedom to have their business grow, freedom to be their own business owning entrepreneur that they are. So it'll be a 12-week program with six modules. We'll do group calls via Zoom. We'll have a Facebook group. And um, they can have the option to buy up to have um, some one-on-one -on -one calls with me as well. Love that. Love that. And so when does it, uh, when, when can we register and when does the course start? Well, you can register now for the wait list, which is my website, carryroberts.com. Oops, sorry, carryrobertscoaching.com slash thrive. Um, that's how you can get on the wait list. But then, um, what was the other question that you asked me? Oh, when is it open? <laughs> it, um, it goes live August the 1st, but we will start with um, open cart and all that good stuff July the 15th. Perfect. Perfect. So that's super exciting. I hope you guys, a few of you guys go ahead and join it. Like, especially if you're a side hustling, like you have an expert, she's been doing it for seven years successfully. So definitely um, check that out. So before we run into the rapid fire, I wanted to ask this last question. Um, what is one tip, like your number one tip that you would give women um, to help them balance or to help them if they're struggling with um, having their business and starting a business and their day job? Ooh, one tip I would say, oh, it's hard to pick just one. <laughs> My main one would be when you are working on your business or just, I think that multitasking to a certain extent is not that great. So, excuse me, when you're working on your business, work on it. Even if it's just 20 minutes, you know, just be all the way in so you can get as much done and be as productive as possible. Um, if you, you know, if you're doing stuff at home, go like if you're cooking dinner and you need to write a blog post, go ahead and cook dinner and then write the blog post instead of both, because it'll take you longer for your mind to kind of check in and out of things that you're thinking about. As opposed to, you know, we, we all can multitask. Like you can listen to a podcast while you're driving because driving is kind of like an automated thing. But when you're doing activities that you're actively thinking about, it takes more time. So I just say, 
when you've got the time, focus on what you're working on. And I think that'll help you. And um, don't look at anybody else. You need to be like a horse in a race. Just like put those blinders on and don't worry what anyone else is doing in their lane. Just do what feels right for you in your lane. Yes, that was perfect. That was perfect. I love the blinders. I mean, I love telling like, stay in your lane, mind your business. That's my whole thing. Mind your right. business. Uh-huh. And I love the tip, um, you know, about like multitasking. Um, it, multitasking is probably the worst things you could ever do because like you said, it takes so long for you to switch between the tasks. And yes. something I could have taken, like if you would have sit, sat down and wrote the, the blog post, it might've taken you 20 minutes, but now that you're cooking dinner, it's going to take you an hour and a half. Like that's a waste of time. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was perfect. That was and we're speaking from experience because I'm sure both of us have blown a lot of time trying so, to multitask. Blown so much time, so much time. <laughs> so now we're gonna hop into the rapid fire round i'm gonna ask you five questions and they're just random questions and you just answer the first thing that comes to mind you ready okay okay wait can i say more than can i say more than one word oh yeah yeah yeah. oh okay just the first thing you think of (laughs) all right number one what is your favorite food what is my favorite food Mm -hmm. my favorite food oh gosh i i like food what's my favorite seafood any kind of seafood. Yes. Sushi, lobster, Crab fish. Legs. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is a non-negotiable in your life? A non-negotiable, my schedule. Once it's on my schedule, there's nothing else like um, personal or business. I love that. Once it's on my schedule, I can't, I can't, I won't cancel. There's no, there's nothing else that can make me take anything off my schedule. I love that. And like, I'm the same way about my schedule. Like my planner, it's sitting right here. Like my planner is with me almost at all times. Like if it's not in there, it's not happening. Right. Exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> in there, I'm not gonna break it. Like you know, right. It's like a crisis or something. Like uh, uh-uh, you know. So I love that. Um, what time do you go to bed? Now I go to bed usually about eleven o'clock. That is so interesting. So have you always been able to go to bed at 11? Because that's no. early. Yeah, yeah. No, so, no, no. When you no, I, started, I've got, <laughs> I got in this, I just, you know, you, you get sick of saying, oh, I'm going to work out. And I'm like, I need to just get my butt up and work out. So I try to get up between 6 and 6.30 to go to the gym. So that's why I have to be in bed by about 11. Now, last night, I I have this Fitbit that sometimes is the devil and I was short on my steps. So I literally was like walk pacing in my living room until I got my steps. So it was like quarter to 12. (laughs) (laughs) So 11 is the goal. It doesn't always happen, but usually about 11. Okay. And so when you first started like doing your business and working your nine to five, how, what time were you going to sleep? Like how were you able to balance sleep? Oh, probably between like 12 and one. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad. You, you've cut off like a couple hours. Like, cause for right. me, I'm, sometimes I'm up until like three in the morning. I'm just like, why am I still up? But <laughs> there's another thing because like my husband always teases that my pillow is my boyfriend because I'm going to get my sleep. If I am sacrificing the sleep on one end, but I'm coming home and taking a nap after work. Like I have to get my sleep. I can't sacrifice my sleep. <laughs> I love that. I mean, but that's so important because I think as um, as entrepreneurs when we're like building our businesses, like sleep is the first thing to go. And yeah. like, for me, I always make the caveat to people like, yes, I was up until three, but I also didn't wake up until noon. So right. don't get it twisted. I slept right. seven or eight <laughs> hours. You know, like, so, like, People know me as like, oh, Kay doesn't wake up in the morning. 
I don't because I don't sleep at night. You know, I sleep right. every day, you know, and that's fine. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you said that so we could clarify, I think. Right. I'm still sleeping. I'm just not sleeping at night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So what is the last book you read? And the, last, the last book that I read is called The Ultimate Guide to Fasting. Um, my, I was talking to my doctor about it when I had my annual checkup and I just wanted to know more she recommended it to me uh, about fasting and on a whole nother tangent I've got more about okay um I wanted to know more about fasting my primary care recommended I read this book and this is probably a topic for another day but I have two autoimmune disorders and I just I'm always looking at how can I just be healthy as possible and so that was an audiobook that I listened to before I started intermittent fasting a couple of weeks ago nice okay so you started intermittent fasting okay yeah I've heard a lot of people doing that so I'm like oh this seems interesting nice okay if um, you like audiobooks I would recommend it because Basically, it's written by a physician, and it's like the best way to get results for weight loss, and you don't really have to change what you're eating. Like right now, I'm skipping breakfast, and I eat whatever I want between lunch and dinner, like cookies, like whatever I want, and I'm still seeing, I mean, my husband is more disciplined than me, and he's a guy, so he's seeing way more benefits, but I'm still seeing results, Progress. just skipping breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. That, that, I mean, and what was it called again? The, uh, the Ultimate Guide to Fasting. Ultimate Guide to Fasting. Okay, we have to check that one out. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good one. So the last question, this is one that I ask everyone. It is, okay. what does it mean to you to be a female creative or female entrepreneur? It means to me to be brave, to put yourself out there, to put the work out that's involved and powerful to create something. Like when I think about my makeup business, I honestly feel like I created like a baby. It's, it is my baby. I just, I, I conceived the idea. I birthed it. It's growing. She's seven. I mean, it just feels so powerful to create something. And then also it feels so rewarding to be able to grow to the extent where you can hire on on other people you know it's like you're putting food on your table you can help put food on someone else's table yes yes i couldn't agree with that more like that is one of the perks of being an entrepreneur and like just having your own thing is that like it is your baby like this is your and and watching it grow watching it turn into something that you could have never imagined or dreamed when you were first conceiving the idea like yeah Yeah, like <laughs> I just did a um well I just talked a while ago when I when we had the one year anniversary of she's a creator. I'm just like from the day that I started it to this yeah. moment, like it's a whole different beast. Like it's a whole different thing. And yeah, I really love that. So yeah. tell us how can we keep up with you? Um your social media, your website, all that stuff. Okay, so my name, like we talked about before, is Carrie K A R I <laughs> Carrie Roberts Coaching.com is my website. And um, if you're interested in getting on the wait list for my group program, it's carryrobertscoaching.com slash thrive. And that's thrive for thrive to freedom. And then also for your podcast listeners, I'm giving a 20% coupon for my services. And that's carryrobertscoaching.com slash coupon. Thank you. That's welcome. Sweet. Oh, look at us. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we can all come up together, right? And you know what? That's what I love. Like I'm here for all of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, Carrie, thank you so, so much for just sharing your wisdom and sharing your, your journey and your story. Like, I mean, I, I know so many women who, you know, they feel maybe even defeated about 
trying to have their side hustle and they have their nine to five. And I think that this conversation should hopefully empower people like, hey, she's been doing this for seven years, like it, seven years of building her business. And it's a thriving, successful business where you're adding on things, where you're hiring team members and stuff like that. Oh, you know what? Side note. Sorry, this is not over, guys. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> that's going to be funny because people know it ends by now. Um, but right, right, right. <laughs> how do you or how have you been able to um, figure out when it's time for you to hire on help? So you know that you're going to be a perpetual side hustler. When did you decide was the right time to hire someone to help you? Well, um, having a coach is very beneficial because my coach was like, you can't keep doing all this on your own. And I was like, yes, I can because I'm good at it. And she's like, you, you're going to hit a wall. And I was trying to grow more income and I didn't have enough time and everything was suffering except for my client work. And so she just helped me go through the process of figuring out what I was going to get help for and how to find the right person. And um, I went through the process that she taught me. And so I decided to bring on help when I'm busy. So it's usually like from like May to like September, August. And um, it's another woman that's in your community. She actually told me about you when you first started last year. And she's just so, she's just amazing. So um, that's what I decided to do. As a side hustler, I know I couldn't retain her all the time, but I retain her during the busy month when you need yeah yeah i mean and and sometimes that's that's what's best like to get help during your busy season like you may not need help all year round but those times that you do need help we have to not be afraid to invest in it because it's only going to help us further and grow our businesses so right and can i add one more thing yeah yeah of course she um when i had her on she was helping she was doing all of my social media and she was she was brainstorming all of my ideas for my content as far as blogs and emails. And she was actually helping me make sure I was doing Instagram lives and um, my YouTube. She was giving me all of those ideas for all that stuff. So literally I would just go to my Asana and be like, oh, okay, this is my topic. I can talk about it. Perfect. See, and we need this, especially in your busy season when so many things are going on, like you have so many clients or whatever that you don't have the time to do the back end work that actually keeps your business afloat. Like, yeah, the client right. will have to get that done, but there's back end work for you to continue to influx new customers in. So that, that's pretty genius. And that's how you're going to grow. Like, if, right. like you said, you're not going to be able to do it forever by yourself. You have to at some point hire on help. So yep. hopefully by the time they're listening to this episode, I've hired on help. <laughs> I wish she would. She's she's the awesome VA, but she's moved into event planning. So I know. know. Yes. And and I'm so proud of her, too. I think that what she's doing is great. Yeah. I'm going to stop saying she. Her name is Kiana Solomon. You guys should go check her out. She's amazing. (laughs) We're we're trying to beat around. No, I'm going to put you out there, sis. (laughs) She does great work. Um, Her events are beautiful. And I I didn't have her as a VA, but um, I know that what she was doing was amazing. She gave me a lot of great tips. Yeah. But guys, the message is to hire a team member, especially when you need help. Yes. So yes. Well, thank you so much for that. Okay. So we can go to your, um, what's your Instagram? I don't think you told us your Instagram. It's, oh yeah. It's at Carrie Roberts Coaching for the coaching and Carrie Roberts MUA for the makeup, which MUA stands for makeup artists for people that aren't familiar. 
Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. So y'all get your coaching, go take advantage of that coupon that she gave us. And yes, thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on and talking to us um, about this whole side hustler, well, perpetual side hustler life. Like, <laughs> I think this is going to make a lot of people feel a lot better about balancing the two. Um, and so I'm just so glad that you came on to impart your wisdom on us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.